The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. Hey there, it's Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting dodo birds and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, please smash that like button like you're Brandon Davis. You have consent. And while you're smashing, let me remind you what we've got going on over a 10-week span called the Summer Shoot Around. It's a series during which we'll focus on 20 notable teams over a span of 10 weeks. Two per week, 20 teams in 10 weeks, and we're doing the school's in alphabetical order we've already knocked out alabama arizona arkansas auburn baylor creighton duke gonzaga now we turn our attention to houston the cougars went 32 and 6 last season won the aac regular season title and the aac tournament got a five seed in the NCAA tournament made it to the elite eight lost to villanova there from that team houston lost fabian white josh carlton kyler edwards taze moore so four of the top five scores but the cougars are bringing back marcus sasser Tremont mark Jamal Shedd, Reggie Chaney. So that's for the top eight, though it's worth noting Sasser and Mark didn't finish uh, last season because of injuries. They're also adding Houston is a five-star forward, Jarris Walker. I've got the Cougars ranked third in the CBS Sports top 25 and one. We'll see what Deadleg thinks of Kelvin Sampson's Cougars in a moment. But first, a word from our sponsors. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Deadleg, I've got Houston ranked third in the top 25 and one. Can you get that high with me? I might be able to get that high with you. Houston's got a lot to be uh, pretty optimistic about, even though you ran down at the top of the show uh, how much production they're losing. Uh, But the fact that they're bringing back Marcus Sasser, who, if you really look across college hoops going into this next season, and we talk about the players that are expected to be the most productive, the most valuable, the most prominent, a majority of those names are big men. Uh, there's a chance that in terms of overall value, Marcus Sasser, there's a chance Marcus Sasser could be the most valuable guard in the entire country, uh, provided he's able to return fully healthy, 100%. Uh, they'll certainly have a they'll have a shot. Houston starting five will set up like it'll be Sasser, 
Shed, Tremont Mark, uh, Walker, and then Reggie Chaney. Uh, Jairus Walker, Reggie Chaney, Chaney will start at the five. The best three defenders are Shed, Sasser, and Chaney is almost, he's, he's a very high-level pick-and-roll defender. Uh, he has tremendous feet, bull-in-a-china-shop type aggression. He's quick. He's nasty. He is the centerpiece to Houston basically being able to, to trap every pick-and-roll, trap every post-touch. He's the nucleus of the defense there. So they'll again be a lead on defense. I would have to believe they basically have been um, since uh, Samson's been there, at least the past five seasons. They were eighth overall in defensive efficiency last season, and they got into the tournament as a five seed. Remember, we said they were under... We, we, we said they were underseeded because we knew they were better than a five seed. But from a resume standpoint, it wasn't a surprise to see Houston on the five line. We just knew in that team's DNA, it was not a five. It was it was really probably a probably a three. But nonetheless, it 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 it, it proved us uh, uh, right when it beat Arizona in the Sweet Sixteen, and then lost in a low scoring affair to Villanova in the Elite Eight. But overall, yes, a wonderful season. Thirty two and six for for Kelvin Sampson. Five years running, it's been it's been a reliable program, and Samson has brought prestige back to it. You know, Houston was a top ten outfit in the sport from the late '60s into the mid '80s, right? Then the program fell off the map and toiled in irrelevance for the better part of three decades. And I hope this fact doesn't get lost as the years go on. But I mean, Samson got this program back to a Final Four, a Final freaking Four for Houston. That was unthinkable five years ago. It happened in 2020 in COVID in the indie bubble. There was the Gonzaga UCLA epic and then Baylor beating Gonzaga to win his first national championship. So Houston gets a little bit overlooked in that, but it's still remarkable. Houston went back to a final four. Um, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Samson is two wins away from his 700th career victory at Houston. He's one win away from 200 with the Cougs. He's 199 and 70 since getting there in 2014. And in the past five seasons, Houston has averaged average 28.6 wins per season and won 10 NCAA tournament games. No reason to believe that won't continue in 22, 23 with Houston operating comfortably as a top 10 team in the sport. Yeah, I, I, if I remember correctly, Kelvin sort of mentioned this either pregame Villanova or postgame Villanova, but you know, I, obviously Houston was one of the best college basketball programs in the '80s, and you know Villanova won a national title in the '80s. Uh, but Kelvin said something along the lines of, "You know, Villanova never went away. You know, Villanova had not to take away from anything Jay Wright's done." But like Villanova has always been good. It never, you know, went to the bottom. You know, Houston went to the bottom. You know, I, I was in that building uh, multiple times before Kelvin got there. Um, and it's like building was yeah, it awful. Was Nobody was decrepit there. building. One of the worst facilities uh, at that level in the sport. Yeah. Now it's one of the great environments in college basketball because they've upgraded the facility and because Kelvin is you know, built uh, one of the top programs in the country. And I, I, that's what Houston is right now. It is, it is one of the most reliably great college basketball programs in the country. You know, they have finished in the top 20 at Ken Palm in each of the past five seasons, in the top 15, each of the past four seasons, in the top five, each of the past two seasons. Last five seasons, they're 144 and 30 overall, 72 and 17 in the AAC, three conference titles, again, five top 20 finishes at Ken Palm. 
um, went to the final four in 2021, elite eight in 2022. And that's among the reasons I'm very comfortable believing in them being great again, not asking them to do anything that they haven't already done. I'm, I'm asking them to be one of the best teams in the country. That's what they've been a, a, at least each of the past two seasons. And on paper, I think you can make the argument that this roster he has heading into this season might be the best roster he's ever had at Houston. Like Marcus Sasser, he was going to far and away be their best player last season. Um, He was averaging 17.7 points, shooting 43.7% from three through 12 games. He looked like a first-team All-American. In fact, I will argue, I believe, when we do All-American teams, that he should be a preseason first-team All-American. That's what he looked like while he was playing last season for one of the best teams in the country. Shut it down just before Christmas, toe injury. But now he's back, and I'm expecting him to to pick up uh, right where he left off. Tremont Mark was really good as a freshman, but only played seven games last season because of shoulder surgery. He's back. So with Sasser, Mark, and Jamal Shedd, Houston's got three guys who were you know, double-digit te- scores for last season's team. Even the two of those guys had their seasons cut short. And they're adding Jairus Walker, like a six foot eight, top 15 prospect in the class of 2022. He's probably, you know, a four at this level, but just an incredible physical specimen. Like I was watching videos of him last night um, from IMG Academy, which is where he attended. And like his teammates were consistently wowed by him. They were like, this guy does things that, you know, normal people can't do that, that the rest of us just can't do. So I, I think he's going to be terrific. You mentioned Cheney. He's a role player, but he's a really good role player. And that's all he needs to be. He started nine games last season. He'll fill that role left open by the departure of Josh Carlton. Like yeah. I, I, Houston, obviously the favorite in the AAC. And I think a, a, a legitimate candidate to be back in the final four for the second time in a three year viable span. final four contender, viable national title contender Houston. And again, like I, I do appreciate how we're doing these, uh, you know, quickie little 20 minute episodes talking about the teams that are either interesting or most relevant because it's just, a, it's just a, a tap on the shoulder reminder like this. Kelvin Sampson has made it normal that we're talking about Houston in these terms that we're doing a podcast episode dedicated, dedicated to the Cougars, but anyone that has followed this sport, for at least the at least just the past 10 years, let alone if you're you know a bit older and have been doing it since the mid 2000s, early 2000s, 90s, 80s, even the OGs that can go back to the 70s. Like the idea, like this was not, this was not how this was uh, expected to go, even to this level when Houston hired Sampson, who of course we're not gonna you know go you know recount all this stuff, but you know he, Sampson was highly accomplished. Indiana, Oklahoma, NCAA violations. Um, and certainly broke rules, uh, knowingly broke rules and faced punishments for that and went over to the NBA. And then Houston decides we're going to hire this guy. He has he is the ideal of what you could dream to be kind of along the line. Similarly, with some trouble with Bruce Pearl at Auburn, but Auburn did the same deal. It's like we know this guy's a great coach. He can take us to where we hope to be and maybe even beyond. And, and Houston, I mean, Houston has become as viable and consistent of a member in the American as any program that's in the conference or was in the conference, that was not Houston was like sixth or seventh on the list when the American was formed. Right. That includes UConn, which won a title under an AAC banner in 2014. Uh, this is Houston's last season in the conference before heading off to the Big 12 with fellow uh, American rent payers, Cincinnati and UCF. Of course, BYU is also going to the Big 12 via 
the WCC. So this will be the final go around there. I fully anticipate Houston to win, uh, to win comfortably. We might need to do a win total again before we uh, before we sneak out of here. But yes, because of their three guard attack, GP viable national title contender. You've got them third. Uh, I'll have this team. Definitely in my preseason top five. There's no doubt about it. The Shed, Sasser, Mark, three-guard attack uh, is a big reason for that. And yes, uh, I do think that Cheney will be uh, a big-time step-up player in a, in, a, in a greatly enhanced role because of what he does defensively. And then I just got to mention three guys off the bench. Uh, Terrence Arsenault, Juwan Roberts, uh, Ramon Walker Jr. Those will probably be one, two, three off the bench. Terrence Arsenault I saw play last year uh, in the summer on the recruiting circuit. He is Houston's best pro prospect. I am going to predict that when Houston starts its first game in the NCAA tournament, whatever seed that is, one, two, three, or four, Arsenal will start in that game. He will not start to start the season. He is a very fun prospect. He is a kind of player that has that vintage Houston toughness, but he will have a, a, a kind of sizzle to his game that uh, I don't think Houston's actually had since since Sampson has been there. Sasser will still be the best player, uh, but I could see Arsenal growing into a top three uh, go-to guy on offense specifically. Uh, you will enjoy him, and he is the guy that when we talk about Houston as top five capability, it's not just the starting five. Roberts is good. Walker's good. But it will be Arsenault who could very well grow into the best freshman sixth man in the country. Eventually, he won't be a sixth man. I just I anticipate he will grow into being a starting level player by the time we get to March. Back to Kelvin for a second, because uh, you mentioned the NCAA stuff and the way he was pushed out at Indiana. Um, and th- that all happened, but here we are 14 years later, and it is wild <laughs> that he got fired for what he got fired for. I mean, it was phone calls. I know, but messages. at the same time, I mean, it, it was egregious. No, no, I agree. I agree. But it was yeah, egregious no, no, rule-breaking no. when it happened. Yeah, Right. Yeah, and I don't want to uh, do revisionist history here. In the moment, this is the point I'm making, it, it felt like he should get fired. Like in, in 2008 – it was a it massive. Like, oh, it, wow. This was a massive scandal. It's wild to think about how time changes our perspective on things, Parish. Right. Yeah. Like in that moment, it was like, well, of course he's going to get fired. I think I was at his last game because it was like kind of everybody knew you this were because I remember you game. telling this podcast story before. So even if you don't remember, <laughs> I remember you telling me you were there. So yes, I'm going to verify. Okay. That. Yeah, okay. Good. And I was there. And then if I remember this correctly, and I may or may not. I think the day he got fired was actually the day before the number one versus number two Memphis, Tennessee game at, at FedEx forum. Cause I remember like it, we, we, everybody who covered college basketball was in town for that. And it, we were all going out on that Friday night and we ultimately did, but I think we had to start our night later cause everybody had to write a Kelvin Sampson, Indiana column. But so I'm not arguing that he shouldn't have been fired. I'm just saying with the benefit of hindsight, 14 years later, it's like, really? He wasn't on a wiretap <laughs> making strong ass <laughs> offers. Yeah. You know, he was just texting and calling. Um, so, uh, but, but that is part of his Wikipedia page. There's no getting around it. You wonder like, where would Indiana basketball be right now? If, if Kelvin Sampson never has to get pushed out there, like, would he have, I mean, they were 22 and four when they fired him. They were like a top 10 team. And then Dan Dockage took over the team and just ran it straight into the ground. Like he's done everything else in his life. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but uh, Calvin's tremendous. I, I, I really think when you're talking about, you could give him a job, give this coach 
a mediocre power five job and he would be awesome at it. Like a lot of guys would be awesome at Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke. Um, you, you give this guy a middle of the pack job and he could make it awesome. You know, Kelvin Sampson, Tony Bennett, Bill Self. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I know I'm leaving some guys off, but but my point is Kelvin is on that list and he might be at the very top of it. And when it comes to coaching chops in general, um, I, I feel like if you could if you could pull literally every you know every coach in a power conference and then a multi bid conference, you know, the 10, 10 leagues or so, and uh, say, give me your top three. Uh, Kelvin Sampson would be in the top three of like more than seventy percent of those coaches' votes. He's he's just he's he's considered to be uh, that good. And this could uh, uh, you really could have uh, potentially his best best team yet. We we will see. Uh, last year's team was really really good. Made an elite eight, the twenty twenty one team obviously made it all the way to the final four. Here's the uh, last thing from me, GP uh, schedule, and then I'll give you a, a win total guess here. Here's the games of note for Houston non-conference wise before they get into the American they'll actually play St. Joe's in the CBS sports veterans classic uh, as always in Maryland. That'll be on November 11th. Um, side note, like hope, hopefully St. Joe's can be like halfway decent. We're kind of waiting for that to change, um, but Houston should win that game. And then really the games to know are at Oregon, November 20th, Houston at Oregon. Love it. Good one. Uh, they're going to host St. Mary's on December 3rd. That's a little tasty. They will host Alabama. It's a return game. You might remember that game ended in controversy at Alabama a year ago. Uh, Houston almost won. They did not. Kelvin Sampson was uh, basically protesting all the way. Uh, there was even some, uh, I want to say Jamal Shedd was the one who was picking up the trash. on. The- yeah, I, mean, I do remember that. Some A Houston player yeah. like, kicked over a garbage can or knocked over a garbage can. And the moment that went viral was Jamal Shedd, who didn't do it, yeah. stopped to pick up the garbage, to clean up his teammates' mess, which which was just a, you know, I, I don't want to make anything bigger out of it than what it was, but it was like, that's the type of thing I'd like to see exactly. my son do. Um, that return game will be December 10th, Houston versus uh, the Crimson Tide, and then Houston will play at Virginia a week later on December 17th. So really four uh, games of note against uh, projected or likely NCAA tournament teams. Season ago, Cougs were a five seed. Let's do win total. And again, we said they were underseeded at the time. They were twenty nine to five heading into the tournament. That was twenty six wins in the regular season last season. GP, I'll go. Uh, I'll go first here. I say they duplicate that. Give me Houston regular season thirty one games. Again, operating under the hopeful assumption that we will not have uh, COVID impacting any regular season games this year. So thirty one, thirty one on the slate. I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Cougs twenty six wins. What say you? You got him third, so I think you got to go minimum twenty six. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go higher than that. Um, like, I, I think they lose one game in the league. You know, somewhere along the way, one game, one. Dude, I think they're so much better than everybody else, except maybe Memphis, but still, definitely on paper, better than Memphis. You know, Memphis is gonna be a preseason like top forty team. You know, yeah. projected. Um, NCAA tournament team. They really loaded up in the transfer portal, got Kendrick Davis. Um, I, I think Memphis is good, but Memphis will probably slip up here and there. Whereas I don't think Houston slips up. I think you, I think I, I, one league loss for Houston. And then let's say two non-league losses. So was that at 29 and two? No, that's 28 and three. Oh yeah, okay. Twenty and three. If they win, yeah, if they win the league tournament, they're the, you are basically it's as it should be a self fulfilling prophecy. 
A three loss Houston team is going to be a one seed in the tournament if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I got. 28 and three uh, uh, heading into the AAC tournament. Then win the AAC tournament. That'd be three more wins. So now we're at 31 and three. That's a one seed. Absolutely. Yeah. Houston has a one seed. Conference champion, conference tournament champion. I know that's setting the bar really, really, really high, but that's how how good I think they're going to be. And just one last thing, because you mentioned they're moving to the Big 12. It's interesting. Like, obviously, you know, popping from the AAC to, to a quote-unquote Power 5 conference is, is an awesome thing, independent of everything else. But it's especially awesome for, for Houston in this time because if they were going to remain in the AAC – People would start to wonder, like, is a power conference, you know, b- program going to come after him? And he's paid incredibly well, and his son is set up to be the next head coach at Houston. So my instincts are, I, I don't think he would. I think he was going to retire at Houston no matter what. But this basically takes it off the table. You're making more than three million dollars a year. You're in the same league as Bill Self in Kansas, and your son's going to be your your successor. Kelvin Sampson will be the coach at Houston until he decides he doesn't want to do this anymore. And that's got to be an awesome feeling for, for Houston fans. Agreed. And Sampson obviously was courted by a couple programs this past offseason. Didn't happen. Uh, we are in lockstep. He will never coach at another program again other than Houston. He will finish out, and then Kellen will take over in a few years. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck and Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening to the Ion College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Over at Apple, leave a review. Like, type some words, kind words. There's more of us than there are of them. That needs to be reflected in the podcast reviews. And we will talk to you again real soon. Next up, Kelvin Sampson's old school in the summer shoot-around, Indiana. Bye-bye.